What's on your heart? What's on your mind? What's on my mind is I recognise that I do much to please others and tend to suppress my own desires. And yes, my central focus seems to be that more of pleasing others than pleasing myself. And how's that working out for you? Yeah, that could work out much better than what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why that will never work for you is for this reason. That you didn't come here to live anyone else's life for them. That means that they're in the same boat. So therefore, the only person who you truly need to please is you. Because when you do, you become that powerful version of yourself that's able to be that, that enlightens, inspires, and compels other people to be more. And that's the best you can be, you see. How do you stop being a man pleaser, a people pleaser? Because here you are in your beautiful family with a loving wife and two gorgeous girls who are all looking up to you. And you also have friends, don't you? And you also have family. And you have this compelling, underscoring moment in your life where you feel like somehow in all of that you must please other people but you also understand how dissatisfying that is for you mm. and I think something for me has always been a sense of responsibility um, but here's the thing the only responsibility you have is to please yourself mm. Because as you get more keyed in with that, you allow yourself to grow and develop into the most perfect version of you, you see. Mm. And I think, now I reflect on it, which I've considered this in the past, one of the periods where I felt most alive was probably where I wasn't too concerned about anyone else other than pleasing myself. Perfect. Living that out and outworking that is... A completely different story than lip service as you'd understand because mm. it's not just with this situation it's not just you this is a situation that's common to humankind because you get taught to believe that somehow someone else's happiness is linked to you mm. when that's simply not true everyone has their own life to live and to get your head around that takes some retraining because you spend a whole life believing that to be true, you see. Absolutely. Hmm, I've got my own answer. I think it was having the courage to start doing that, but maybe it's baby steps. Maybe it's step by step. Well, mostly it always is because to build up a little bit of momentum in anything that's been so involved in you for so long, it takes a little bit of unpacking. Just to go, well, that's it. I am no longer going to be a people pleaser. I am going to please myself. But as you know, there is a daily growing process in doing that, isn't it? Because if you've been living your life for 20, 30, 40, 50 years that way, then it's just not going to happen overnight, is it? No, it's not. Where I feel in part that me taking on this managerial role has a purpose to fulfil and that is for me taking the role of delegating more and more to others 
and of uh, taking more a position of being in charge and growing in my confidence to do so. Brilliant. So what you're basically saying is a step-by-step process too because no one gave you the handbook to leadership, to perfected leadership. There's many books around that can sort of aid you in becoming a better leader, but you know even with the best books on tap that this is going to be a natural outworking and gathering of ideas for you to grow and learn and become something different than what you've been prior. Indeed. And that's going to be a wonderful unfolding of ideas that you really need to understand this about yourself. And like most earthlings, they just really get caught up in the impatience of it all and they don't give themselves enough time nor credit to be able to get to somewhere different. As soon as they come up a bit of a resistance, because they're all bent out of shape being people pleasers, they just don't allow themselves to become more. And that's the hard work. Believing and trusting in yourself more than the process. Because the process is going to be firing all the darts at you. The process is going to involve all the contrast. And unless you stand firm amongst that, Mm. you will not become something more. So at some point you must realise you must retrain your mind. You must retrain the way that you think. Be restored by the renewing of your mind. You must allow yourself to start dumping the crap and renewing your mind with thoughts that truly empower and serve you. Mm. And that's going to mean carrying a bin around with you. And every time you get a thought that you know is not serving you, you rip that out and you dump it in that bin. And the reason you want to do that is so you can put a thought in there that does serve you. That's where creative progress comes into it, you see, because you start being really creative about what to put in there that truly starts to build up momentum in your life for yourself, you see. It's just going to be one little bit at a time, isn't it? Just as you mentioned, just one little bit. You've got this idea that you're going to stop being a people pleaser but you know that the work in that is going to be a daily outworking of retraining your mind. And the reason that you must understand that is so that you can start stepping up the rung with a belief system that starts to elevate you. Mm, And the word ease, I feel like the word ease is flowing and wrapping and revolving around all this. Ease and flow is a deep spiritual concept for the enlightened because when you have ease and flow you have deep understandings about the significance of going with the flow of life you see Mm. and having that easiness about yourself never getting down on yourself or beating yourself up or getting abrupt or impatient with yourself when you are there you're in an allowing space Mm. you know what feels good but you also know what feels bad and that's your emotional guidance system as you go through this journey you'll learn to trust and believe and follow those things that really feel good for you Mm. and the things that don't you know are sending up a red flag 
and somehow, either in that situation or another, which you have created through prior thoughts that are not serving you, you see. So you just start to get that feel-good moment all the time. You're just living in a feel-good space because you're in charge here and you're rewriting the book. That's why when we talk to the humans in this particular planetary system at this time, we really try to get across to them the understanding of the significance of the importance of self. Mm. Because when you truly get that you're the most important person in this process, everything starts to make sense. You didn't come to this place to be beaten up by the contrast. You came here to thrive despite it. Mm. And when things take place in your life, they do not go in a good or bad pile. And the reason they shouldn't go in a good and bad pile, because as soon as they go in a bad pile, you start to automatically lean to figure out why that happened. And as long as you're spending time trying to figure out why that happened Mm. to you, the more you're distracted from the opportunities that are presenting themselves to you. Yes, and I can feel the quagmire of that. Rather, when everything's in the good pile, you realise and understand that you are the student of your own life. And that everything that's coming your way is there to serve you. And when something does happen to you, and it doesn't matter how big or supposedly black or blue or red it is, you just get into that mode of, this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is happening to me at this particular time to allow me to rise. Imagine going through the rest of your life knowing nothing was ever going to sway you off your powerfully enlightened course, but rather using that contrast to step up the run, to highlight to you how to become more. And the reason you want to become more is so that you can start climbing that rung. And you're going to get to that place where you start building up momentum through generating better thoughts about your life. And when you start to get to that place, you're going to start looking for more than just a ladder. You're going to start looking for air to get under your wings. And when you get to that place, you're going to be soaring high above it all without the contrast ever touching you, you see. And the reason you want to be there is so that you can look far into the distance mm. and work out where it is that you truly want to be. And you fly to it. You really start to fine tune how to maximise your altitude gain. Mm. You start to get really good at it. Because you know lots of things come in your life that makes you want to look down at the mm. ground. And as soon as you do, you've missed a million opportunities. That's why we can't advise to let the contrast beat you up to the point where you just start to run you down. You must have contrast. You know you cannot exist here without contrast. It's part of life here in this physical form that you're in. We just don't believe that you need as much contrast as you think you do. When the contrast comes, use it to serve you. Mm. Without plunging down into the depths. Well, yes, maybe still reacting more than I'm realising. 
And so gaining some momentum and then losing that momentum, and gaining some momentum, and losing that momentum, and gaining some momentum, and losing that momentum, and gaining some momentum, and so on. And that makes it difficult to climb altitude. Any more? No, I think we. I think that's it. We agree. We are complete. Mm.